Yo, this is your boy, Winton, a.k.a. Win. Thank you so much for tuning in for the very first season, series, and episode of Study Hall. And if you haven't already, go ahead over to Instagram and follow me at Kingdom Scholars 19. There you'll find some devotions, scriptures, and motivation, uh, things that are really just flowing out of my heart that I just want to share with you all. So go ahead and follow me again at Kingdom Scholars 19 on Instagram. And let's go ahead and hop into the first issue, the first topic, the first series, whatever you want to call it. Um, the series title is called um, I Exams. And what made me think about that title was is literally the letter I and exam. And I remember um, probably from the time I was in eighth grade to the time I graduated, um, I remember um, both my parents have always worked. Um, they were traditionalists. Um, good people, hard workers, um, had lives outside of the home, um, was involved in the community, all that stuff. So I remember growing up and they instilled into me um, good morals and values and code of ethics and um, code of conducts, if you would. And I remember as I got older um, and more autonomy was relinquished to me, I remember um, sometimes not seeing my parents for maybe one or two days. Like I would wake up in the morning, I would see them in the morning. And because we all had our own lives, you know, let's say my dad was working overtime and then he would come home closer to six or seven. My mom would get off of work around four or five and then go to a sorority meeting or go to, to a church meeting and get home around nine, 10. And let's say I worked that night. And I remember in high school, certain days I would get off at 2 a.m. in the morning or close to 12. So I'd be like, I wouldn't see my parents until the sometimes the next day or not the next day at all because it's a repeat. And so as I got older, I remember not only having my morals and um, values that my parents instilled in me, but as I started to have more freedom and grow into a young man, I had different influences around me that affected me for the good and for the bad. And so when I looked at the definition of influence, it is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something. So along with that definition, there were three synonyms I thought were pretty profound. It was control, power, and authority. And when I thought about those three words, I was like, well, Winter, what did you give the ability to influence you in the realm of power? you know, control and authority. When I thought about this, I was like, okay, well, that sounds tri-dimensional. Like, you know, those are three ways that influences can get to me. And um, I thought about some, a conversation that sometimes I have with my friends that I did. Um, and when they're like my devotionals, when I was just like trying to um, be more competent, competent about myself and in my own identification, um, when it came down to what I was consuming down to my eye gate, my ear gate and my mouth gate and back to the, you know, influence influences being tridimensional. You can even think about that into the aspects of like the, the id ego, super ego, um, what heaven, hell, earth, or mind, body, soul, and um, so on and so on. Just thinking about how it can affect you in, at three different levels. So we're going to peel back those layers. Let's go ahead and look at this thing that I like to call, um, not even I like to call, that I've heard mentioned as your eye gate. And for me, 
the eye gate is something that um I can relate to very much so because I think I'm very observant. Uh, I pay attention to detail. Um, I can be hyper vigilant. Um, like if I'm in a big crowd, I there's there'll be one thing that I'll be like, mm, I don't know, this is something in here I don't want to be around, or you know, like it makes me hyper vigilant about everyone around me, or I might you know even down to how that might play into me being paranoid have anxiety being in large spaces or large crowds like a phobia and i'm not going to like self-diagnose myself but um that's how my eye gate works even down to a minor a minute scare minute scale of like me watching reality tv like what is it about reality tv that will influence me maybe not now but long term like whether it's me saying something that i saw or my speech my dialect or what i deem acceptable and where i had to um look at how i was allowing my eye gate to influence me was more so in the realms of what i was watching on tv um for example, like I was mentioning, reality TV, I would not agree with some of these people I was seeing on television um, uh, programs like Bravo, VH1, BET, MTV. I was like, okay, these shows are perpetuating, um, you know, toxic masculinity or uh, over over exaggeration of the female body or whatever whatever things i didn't agree with but yeah i was sitting there watching and giving them rates and and reviews but at the same time like am i supporting my people with this at the same time the people that look like me and so i had like a stage i'm like am i being a hypocrite like i can't be you know saying um all black lives matter or you know um I'm I'm here I'm here for the culture, but at the same time, allowing people that look like me to perpetuate something that I say I don't stand for. So for me, it was more so when it comes to the eye gate, um, a point of saying how do I differentiate what I deem acceptable and appropriate for myself to consume through my eyes that won't affect me later. The second thing that I um, want to examine was the ear gate. I love music. I'm a former musician and I'm still, you know, trying to get my foot in the door more um, with music to possibly even writing. And um, I'm coming more to terms of how much music or my ear gate kind of influences me more so to how my, down to my behavior, like, um, on a funny note, I remember being in middle school, not humping on nobody and had a whole sex playlist. What was I doing? And just how that made me feel at a young age. And now that I'm older, you know, I still have those symptoms where I'm just like, I'm listening to a song, trying to clean up my house, clean up, wash the dishes. And a song comes on and I'm like, okay, wow, that gives me a memory of somebody or that puts me in a state of emotional um turmoil because i remember listening to that song when my heart was broken or whatever whatever but even down to the point of it's like okay this song makes me feel like i need some attention i need some validation let me scroll through my phone where and see find a picture where i look bomb and post it on social media because i know i might get some attention some validation just based off of the song and that's just me being transparent but i don't feel like i'm the only one out there who, you know, music, you know, can alter your behavior and even down to like how you feel. So I think that's pretty cool um, just to um, acknowledge that 
And um, y'all can say what you want. Music will put you in the state of mind of doing like you drink some honey if you ask me. But I, I digress. The third um, tridimensional layer of influence um, is something that I um, am now realizing I feel like has the most authority and has the most uh, power sometimes, which is our mouth. Um, What are we professing over ourselves um, that might do damage? Um, What are we saying over ourselves that that is self-handicapping us, um, dehumanizing us, demoralizing us, um, making us, making us feel less than or inferior that we're saying to ourselves. And then what makes it worse, sometimes we go into spaces or into communities or go into environments where we're projecting what we say over ourselves to other people. Like, are we like cursing ourselves? Like I, 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 for me, I am learning that, um, I love what, um, this lady named Dr. Keisha says she's a um, co-pastor at um, in Portsmouth and she said Portsmouth, Virginia. And she says, you need to sometimes have a spirit of shut up, like just close your mouth and be quiet. And for me, I know in my prayer time, I'll ask God, I'll be like, okay, Lord, today, if I need to listen, allow me to listen. If I need to speak life, allow me to speak life. If I just need to be there for someone, allow me just to be there and empathize and sympathize with somebody instead of, you know, talking, talking, talking. And the mouth is 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 powerful. The Bible says, "Out of our mouth come blessing and curses." And if, for me to be transparent, I know if I don't prioritize what comes out of my mouth and process what comes out of my mouth, I can be very reckless. Um, I can be messy, um, or I or, or I might not remember what I said. I'd be like, "Oh, mm, what I say?" And so, if we're not strategic and talking with intentionality we could be influencing people for the good or the bad and not even realize it and that goes for ourselves as well like i said are we uh, how are we talking to ourselves are we saying that you know you're a king you're smart you're beautiful you are entrepreneur you are you are smart all you are kind of things like that instead of you know pointing out the things that the worst in ourselves like you know okay the, the insecurity part, oh, I'm ugly, or, uh, you know, are they staring at me because of my hair or my skin or whatever, those minute things that we make big that people might not even be thinking about us because honestly, us being who we are sometimes is just, you know, where we sometimes look at ourselves and profess over things about things that people might not even know about us, people will see us in a different light and be like, wow you have great hair, you have beautiful skin, you're not as big as you think you are, but internally we are refuting those things that people might see in us, but we don't even give them the chance because we've already professed those things over our mouths verbally that we don't even believe them if someone tells us. So um, just those are the three layers that I wanted to um, kind of examine in um, influence and how they affect us daily. And how if we don't get a grip of them now, long term, they could really do some damage to us. And so influence are very, very, very important. I feel like um, this conversation about influences has um, a broader um, element to it because 
if we're going to take it to a world perspective, things aren't always in black and white. If you get what I'm saying, like we have to be able to have conversations where we talk about different influences that um, affect different cultures, different worldviews, different perspectives, because if um, I'm saying all black lives matter, but there's a person who wasn't raised like that and they were influenced to look at people of a different color as inferior. Who am I to say, oh, you're ignorant, you're dumb. You know, you were just misinformed based off the influences that were, were placed in your life or that you sought out. So the conversation needs to have a shifting in how we approach things and how we look at the different influences in different cultures and um in different environments, in different regions even. So this is just um, a taste of how I want to kick off the um, the series of eye exam. Um, it's not going to be long. I remember brainstorming, saying, okay, I want my podcast to be 30 minutes long, but now nah, I'm, you know, I can talk for 30 minutes, but I think what I want people to take away with is just the basis of this is a conversation that, you know, you can have at the next time you get around your friends. Talk about influences. What influenced you as a child and what has now influenced you as a young adult uh, and a growing man or woman in your profession, um, in your walk, um, as you develop into the person you say you want to be and all that. So I just want to inspire you. Hopefully, um, you're going to continue to tune in for the next um, episode. So this is your boy signing in and signing out. I love y'all. Peace and blessings.